Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are. My name is Tom, and I'd like to welcome you to a wonderful new spiritual podcast called Medicine Words, where our mission is to bring forth spiritual knowledge and wisdom to help you in your daily life and to help you heal from barriers that may be inhibiting you from your growth and your progress as a spiritual being. I'm joined today by our keynote speaker, Keith, who is a world-renowned spiritual medium and teacher, and he'll bring forth today's content. Keith has a sacred gift to read energy from the souls of individuals, and he's been teaching and helping people for over 40 years with their own individual spiritual learning and circumstances. With each podcast, we'll choose a spiritual topic and have approximately 30 minutes of presented material. And at this moment, it is my great pleasure to begin our program. Hey, Keith. Um, I got a question for you. Cool. I have an answer. Okay, good. Do you um, do you know any psychics? Mm, really, Tom? I think I do. Okay, cool. Because I got a call from my psychic the other day who said I wasn't going to be able to make our appointment. Now, I think it's pretty cool that psychics know stuff. So I was hoping we could call up some psychics, maybe maybe the Psychic Friends Network or something, and get some lottery numbers, some like some lottery numbers, and we could win. You think you can do that? I, I think we can do that. I, I mean, I think they see the future, but let's get some lotto numbers. Right, but you abuse it, you lose it. So are these real psychics? Or are they charlatans? Or, mm, I don't know. I think that I don't quite believe this. Okay, so, well, we know that some psychics are real, right? I would say so, absolutely. I think some psychics are real. I happen to know a few. Okay, good. So... They often see the future. Can they give us lottery numbers? Uh, I maybe if the person was going to win the lottery naturally, because keep in mind that a real psychic is just an observer of the person's choices. So if the person was naturally going to buy a ticket naturally by the lottery, the psychic would just be observing that person's choice, not creating the future for them. Why not? Why can't we intercept someone else's lottery numbers that they were going to use and we could use that for our own? Well, I think you're getting into timelines. Timelines exist for each individual. It's a vibration and frequency. A real psychic would never abuse the gift for money, for corruption of any kind. So it's like the person that is the psychic. In fact, we're all psychics. But if the person was a psychic, they'd be observing, okay, you're going to win this lottery, and they would be observing that. And that's part of what they are destined to do. Not destiny like like a destiny, but they are the course that they have chosen in their life is going to create the lottery for them. They are naturally going to buy that lottery ticket. Oh, okay. So you're saying it's part of their life plan. Or part of their choices, part of their path. Maybe if it's even a coincidence. They just happen to stop at a convenience store, pick this lottery ticket at this particular time, and the psychic can see that's going to happen, and so they can observe it. Okay, I think I understand. Well, could we manifest some winning lottery numbers? What bad would it do to win the lottery? I don't think it would be winning bad. Not at all. I really don't think it would be any bad because it's just about money, but... Happiness is obviously not going to be created by money. You see it all the time. People get money or they pursue money once they have it. They have a very empty kind of feeling. I really feel like it's a like, what is money? Money is an energy that we've agreed upon as a means of exchange. So we work toward money or we gain money. People have different perspectives of money. Just because you have more money than another person doesn't at all make you necessarily a better person. But if you had more money, you could be a better person. You could. I agree. Money doesn't make you a bad person. There's people that have money and they put it to great use. 
They build hospitals. They look for how they can make the world a better place. All right. Well, I promise to do that if you give me some winning lotto numbers. I would do some good things with the money. Wouldn't that be good enough to make it happen for me? Well, I mean, you're, you're asking actually for a psychic to give you the winning lottery numbers. But in fact, every human being is in fact their own best psychics. So intuitively, if you could or wanted to win the lottery, it would be up to you to put that into your own life and to manifest the lottery. Therefore, you could have the benefits or the consequences, or you could reap what it was from the lottery. From that. In other words, you're asking someone else to kind of do your work. You said consequences. What could possibly be bad about winning the lottery? Well, there could be good and bad. If a person won the lottery and they perceived themselves as so much better, I know personally of some incidences where one of a former friend of mine married a gentleman that was quite wealthy, and it brought out the worst in her. She became very, I would say, condescending to other people around her. Let's just leave it at that. I've also heard of a, an inheritor of a huge fortune here in America and is now living in Mexico because he used the date rape drug on people and now is, is exiling himself in, in Mexico. Yeah, money can have a, a nefarious effect on people, but it can also have a very positive effect. It's a sense of comfort to get up. The Buddha said it the best. It's not so much what we really want money. We want the carefree lifestyle that comes from it without the concern of paying our bills, without the concern of, of starvation or homelessness. But isn't that where faith comes in? Faith comes into our lives so that we can get through our lives and we have the faith that everything we need is going to be provided for us. So it's an, always an opportunity of growth. Well, how much is enough money to do that? That's true. Each individual is different. Each individual, I would say, is very different based on their needs. A person, perhaps, that's married with six kids is going to have a very different financial need than someone that's single. But it's also about purpose. Purpose is that we go through our lives and we have purpose. And so sometimes we do need finances to have fulfill our purpose. But I got to remind you, it's not all about cash in the bank. It's about that you can manifest what it is that you need by allowing others to give to you. For example, if you wanted to travel, you could think of yourself as saving money so you could enable yourself to travel. Or you could think of yourself as receiving and with grace and dignity. So perhaps someone has a friend and they have a house available in another country. You could stay there. Someone else can give you some flight benefits. We have a lot of resources. We've never as a human race had more resources and infrastructure than we have right now. So personally, I believe it's energy and it's a matter of using that energy correctly. That for so long, there's been too few of people that has controlled the money. Whereas now people are taking that responsibility back to themselves. They're using it as energy and they're having more of like a generous or philanthropic kind of viewpoint. It's not about building huge armaments and weapons and so forth. It's about caring and healing each other and the planet in turn. If I'm convinced that I don't have enough money and everything that you just described could be converted from money, how do I decide that I don't have enough money or I do have enough money? How do I know when I'm there? You're really tapping into some subtle spiritual truths that you're here to learn. And that is the difference between what fear is and what love is. So fear would then give you this illusion that there is a sense of lack. But if you can transcend the fear and move into abundance and prosperity, then you've moved into love. And so, for example, 
If you believe in fear, you're going, oh my God, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough of this. So there's nothing I can do about it. I'm depressed. So you start talking in a way of, oh, it's bad. It's sad. So you don't do anything. And so with that fear of worry, you're going to perpetrate the lack, which causes poverty. You transcend that same worry, you put it into concern, and you go, hey, I have this mortgage payment, kids to feed, I have all these responsibility. And so you assume the mantle of responsibility, and it goes into concern. So then you come up with a plan of action, allowing the divine to help you get the tools necessary to create a lifestyle of abundance. For example, that can be money going to the college to get a degree. It has to, perhaps, due to limiting the expenses you have in your life. You could be living over your budget. And so the universe comes in and intercedes and reduces the payments, or reduces what you need. It's I'm one of my very dear nephews. He belongs to a church, and they have a tithing program. And people will come to him, and they'll say, hey, I need to you know, get on this program with the church because it's like a welfare. So the first thing they do is they go, unlike government welfare, they say, okay, well, let's see how you can reduce your expenses. You don't need this cable TV. You don't need this boat. You don't need this RV. Let's reduce that, and then we'll start helping you financially. And then they also have a program where it's like they have a work program where you can have dignity and you can work in a clothing store or like a, a farm or so forth. So it's like since it is a communal effort and they're asking everybody to give money in, it's a fair program because they go, you can't ask somebody that has you know a single parent with three kids that they are contributing, and then you're going to live off that, and you have a boat and all these kind of things. So we humans, we tend to equate our values sometimes with money and what we have in our possessions, and it really doesn't matter. So when you talk about how do we establish how much we have, how much we need, it really, I think, is a personal choice, but you can live pretty minimalistically, obviously, but also you want to experience the joy and abundance of life. So it is an awesome responsibility, and it's very hard to comprehend. But you and I and everyone on this planet, every human being, is actually experiencing their life exactly as they chose it to be. Well, all right, I'm going to give you one more chance. If you find a psychic that can give us the lottery numbers, I'll buy your lunch every day for the next year. Well, if I could find a, a psychic that would give me the lottery numbers, why don't I just ask that psychic to give me the lottery <laughs> oh, numbers, you're cutting and then me I would out. have the money. You're cutting me out already. <laughs> I right. see how this is going to go. Right. Okay, I think I understand, and I appreciate your wisdom. Thank you, Keith. You're back. Thank you for listening. Join us again on Medicine Words. That concludes today's message from Medicine Words. My thanks to our spiritual medium, Keith. My name is Tom, and I hope you've enjoyed the content of today's podcast. You can visit our website at medicinewords.net to find previous podcasts and to stay up to date on our latest material. You can also submit questions on our website, which we may use in future podcasts. Also, if you like, you can subscribe and we'll be sure to send you a reminder each month with a link to our latest podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please join us again on Medicine Words. <laughs>